Father, we just want to thank you, Father. You're an awesome God. You are faithful and we want to acknowledge that. You're a God who is faithful. And therefore, we just lift up our eyes to you. You are the giver of life. It is words that you speak are spirit and life, not what man speaks. And therefore, this morning, O oh Lord, we want to hear from your word, from your throne. Whatever is, Father, in your heart, we want to hear, including myself. Therefore, speak to us, O oh Lord, from your throne, from your word. And let your spirit back up your word, O oh Lord. And strengthen our resolve in following hard after you to seek you with all of our heart. To that end, I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would bless our meditation, O Lord, Father. That we will know you. That we will, Father, come out this morning. That our hearts will be surprised even more. And that we will keep to that straight and narrow path. And what, Father, we will walk with you. We will walk with you. Teach us, O Lord, this morning. Teach us. Anoint us and grant us ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord has to say in this last hour of time. We thank you, we praise you, we give you glory. For in Jesus' name, Amen. If you can turn with me to Genesis chapter 39 and verse 2 and 3. Actually, you can read from verse 1, 1 to 3. Genesis chapter 39, verses 1 to 3. And we will... Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt. And Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him down there. The Lord was with Joseph. And he was a successful man. He was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand. You see, uh, if, you, if you read through the um, Bible and one of the things that you will see, even those people who were successful spiritually, um, it's very easy for us to concentrate on Joseph. But the one thing that remains is it was the Lord who was with Joseph that caused him to prosper. Okay. Yes, we emulate and learn principles from Joseph's life, but it was the Lord who was with Joseph. Therefore, who gets the glory? The Lord gets the glory. That is the reason why Paul says, plant, Paul plants Apollo's waters, but God gives the increase. And therefore, he who plants and he who waters is nothing, but God who gives the increase is everything. Everything is about God's glory. Um, and you read the Bible, it's like that. God gave Daniel visions and dreams, etc. God gave them understanding in all the language and the literature of the Chaldeans. I was reading the Bible yesterday for Abigail and Emmanuel, uh, and they were asking me, what is the difference between language and literature? Language is a syntax. Literature is ideas. Right? So, and who gave them? Lord gave them understanding and wisdom in the language of the Chaldeans and the literature of Chaldeans. So if you are struggling with any computer language, okay, look up to the Lord who will give you understanding of the syntax as well as how to program. Okay. 
So that is for you. No? All right, Avinash, you know, you're so happy. I know he he wants to become a big data guy. You know, okay. So, but the point here is this: the Lord was with Joseph, okay, and therefore he did it. You see, um, we can talk about um, Arminianism, Calvinism, etc. No? I don't know till now. <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> okay. Like I tried to be a theologian, but I fail after a while. I said, I give it up. No, it's not my cup of tea. Okay. It's not something which is very difficult for me to grapple with. But one thing I know, there is the Lord's side. God is sovereign. And there is a human side. Our, we are responsible. We will be sent to hell because he is sovereign and we are responsible. Okay. All right. Jacob loved Esau and hated. Why did Esau get hated? Because he deserves to be hated. Because he chose it. He despised the birthright. There was the side of man where he was choosing. Alright. So there is a God side and there is human side. And you see both of these things are together. The, why is the Lord with Joseph? Your answer will be? Because Joseph was with the Lord. Simple. And you say, Vijay, that is uh, extra biblical. No, it is not. That is the reason I, say, I told you, you know, I read my Bible. <laughs> okay. And I read it multiple times. So, and sometimes I read with a fine tooth comb so that I will not miss out every word, every letter. Okay. I'll show you a passage. If you turn with me to First Chronicles, Second Chronicles chapter 15. Second Chronicles chapter 15. Let's read from verse 1 onwards. Hmm? Yeah. Now the spirit of God came upon Azariah, the son of Obed. Okay. The spirit of the Lord came upon Azariah, son of Obed. And he went out to meet Asa and said to him, what did he say clearly? Hear me Asa and all Judah and Benjamin. That means Asa, you are the ruler and everybody in Judah and Benjamin, including the priests and the prophets and the Everybody else, including including me, that includes everybody, the head and everybody else. The Lord is with you uh, while you are with him. Straightforward. Okay. If you seek him, he will be found of you. If you forsake him, he will forsake you. You got it? It's very straightforward equation. No, where is sovereignty, where is responsibility? That all we'll leave it for others. Okay. Let them break their heads and give us uh, their analysis. But in as far as we are concerned. This is straightforward. If I am with the Lord, the Lord is with me. Okay. And if I seek him, I will be found of him. If I forsake him, he will forsake me. Now what more? uh, This is what is called so clear. This is all axiomatic. You don't need uh, proofs for this. (laughs) Right. And let's read on. Okay. For For a long time. Look at this. This is what he is continuing to say. The prophet is continuing to say this. Okay. The Lord is with you as long as you are with him. If you seek him, you will find, you will find him. If you forsake him, he will forsake you. Why? For a long time, Israel has been without the true God, without a teaching priest and without law. Now think about this. It is not that they didn't have the law. Okay. It is not that we don't have the Bible. We need to have the Bible inside of our heart. But when in their trouble they turned to the Lord God of Israel and sought him, he was found by them. Okay. And then it goes on to say, and in those times there was no peace to the one who went out, nor to the one who came in, but great turmoil was on all the inhabitants of the land. That's exactly what is happening now. 
Trouble for those who are going out. Trouble for those who are coming in. Uncertain times we are living in. <coughs> Excuse me. Hmm. But great turmoil was on all the inhabitants of the land. So nation was destroyed by nation and city by city. For God troubled them with every adversity. And verse 7, but you be strong and do not let your hands be weak. For your work shall be what? Rewarded. And then when Asa heard these words. And the prophecy of Obed the prophet. He took courage and removed the abominable idols from all the land of Judah. And you will see reforms uh, happening during the time of Asa. The problem is, the Lord is with you as long as you are with him. And look at the next chapter, 2 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 7 onwards. At that time, Hanani the seer came to Asa, king of Judah, and said to him, because you have relied on the king of Syria and have not relied on the Lord your God. Now, what has happened to you? That you are no longer with the Lord. Therefore, the army of the king of Syria has escaped from your hand. Were the Ethiopians and the Lubim not a huge army and were many chariot, with many chariots and horsemen? Yet, because you relied on the Lord, he delivered them into your hand. In other words, you were with the Lord and therefore he delivered with him, delivered them into your hand. And next verse was, was said, for the eyes of the Lord. Kya baat hai? What a verse this is. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on on behalf of those whose heart is ah, loyal or perfect to him. In this you have done foolishly. Therefore, from now on you shall have what? Wars. Very straightforward. That means now now you are no longer with me. You are no longer loyal to me. See, that is what loyalty means. What does it mean? What does what does it mean to be uh, near to God? Okay, that means you are walking closely to God. That means you are agreeing with God, right? You are with Him means you agree with Him. That's what it means. Okay, you are close to God means it is just not closeness of proximity. It is closeness of character. Okay, Adam, Adam, where are you? It is not just distance. Okay, you are clothed with what? Glory and honor. You are having my image now. What has happened? The moment you sinned, what has happened? The proximity, the distance has come. You know why? Because our natures have changed. Okay, you are no longer with me. You are not agreeing with me. Okay, In that sense. Then what happens to Asa? Then Asa was angry with this year and put him in prison for he was enraged at him because of this and Asa oppressed some of the people at that time. What has happened now? Somebody came and confronted him. He no longer is agreeing with God. You see? So what has happened? Not Note, not the acts of Asa, first and the last, are indeed written in the books of the kings of Judah and Israel. And in the 39th year of his reign, Asa became diseased in his feet and his malady was severe. Yet in his disease, he did not what? Seek the Lord, but he sought the physicians. And you know what happens? That means he went to pharmakia. If you're not seeking the Lord, you're seeking power from somebody else. If you're not with me, you're against me. 
He does not gather me, gather with me, scatters abroad. You see. So Asa rested with his fathers. He died in the forty-first year of his reign. What a superb, solemn warning for all of us. You see, when Pastor was talking about Joseph, one of the things that I was attracted to that verse is the Lord was with Joseph, and I was asking, why is the Lord with Joseph? You know, we are we all want to have favor in our lives, right? Why did the Lord show favor? What did Joseph do so that he could continue in God's favor? Yes, favor is un- unmerited. What was his? What was his? What was his? His responsibility. Yesterday we heard it. He refused. You wouldn't believe it. Yesterday my devotion in the morning morning was that he refused. Early morning devotion was Joseph refused. And when I come here, he recognized. He refused. He resisted. Okay. He refused. The Lord was with Joseph because Joseph was with the Lord. So God doesn't just take sides just like that. Joshua chapter 5. We know this verse very well. Verses 13 onwards. <clears throat> Let's read it. And then we'll put all these things together and go to today's meet. Hmm? And it came to pass when Joshua was by, was by Jericho that he lifted his eyes and looked and behold a man stood opposite to him with a sword drawn in his hand and Joshua went to him and said to him, are you for us <laughs> or for our adversities? And he said, neither, but as a commander of the army of the Lord, I have come to you, come to you. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshiped and said to him, what does my Lord say to his servant? That means what? I want to be with you. I want to be on your side. So what does he say? Take off your sandals. Okay. Verse 15 will say, Take off your sandals. The commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, Take your sandal off your from, from your foot, for the place where you stand is holy. That's interesting, right? Wherever God comes, that place becomes holy. Okay, Whatever God touches, it becomes holy. That is the reason why the moment he has touched us, we have become holy. And therefore what dwells in us is the Holy Spirit. Okay. Understand that. Okay. So, today, we'll understand how can we be one with God? How can we be one with God? That means, see, can two walk together unless they are agreed? We should be one with God. We have heard it in several contexts, but in this context of all the uh, teachings that we've been hearing about Joseph and Daniel, why was the Lord with Daniel? Because Daniel was with the Lord. What does Samuel, what does the word Samuel mean? Heard of God. The Lord hears. Why does the Lord hear Samuel? Because he hears Lord. Simple equation, Baba. Okay. Lord, I, my father, I know that you always hear me. Ah, why? Because I always do the things that you want me to do. You see, this is, this is straightforward. Straightforward equations. No, this is not, uh, what do you say? No brainers. These are not rocket science. Okay. You see, all rockets are also made of some little, little things, Baba. Okay, when my students come to the first, first year engineering, I teach them simple, 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 uh, circuits, right? And I say to them, I, to, I tell them, this is not rocket science, even though one day you will use this to fly rockets. Okay. Because ultimately one rocket is made of a bunch of things, right? Little, little things matter in life. Okay. Anyway, so the Lord was with So how do we be 
one with God. First, we should be one with God by allowing Him to cover us. Okay, what did I say? Ah, by allowing Him to cover us. Let us show that. Genesis chapter 3 verse 21. Genesis chapter 3 verse 321. Okay, let me read it. The Lord God made, uh, also for Adam and his wife, the Lord God made tunics of skin and clothed them. Okay. 132, 9, 132, 16. 132, 9, 132, 16. You know which one, 132. 132, came into the 132. Otherwise, you need a crash course in Bible also. How many chapters? 132, 9, 132, 16. Okay. Very good. Okay. Let your priests be clothed with righteousness and let your saints shout for joy. 16. Same chapter, verse 16. I will also clothe her priests with salvation and her saints shall shout aloud for joy. Okay, this is another psalm of, uh, psalm of essence by David. Now, what does the Lord do? The Lord is our God. You agree with the Lord by allowing God to cover us. Okay. Now, that's a very interesting word. What does covering mean? And where should it happen? Okay. What does covering mean? And where should it happen? Uh, so very interesting questions, you know, simple questions, but in the context of what we are saying. We agree with the Lord by allowing Him to cover us, meaning, meaning, we agree with the Lord by allowing Him to cover us, meaning, we are not trusting in our own righteousness, but we are trusting in His righteousness. Now let us see what, how we allow the Lord to cover us and how do we agree with Him in this aspect. If you turn with me to Genesis chapter 6, and verse 14. Hmm? Genesis chapter 6, verse 14. Okay. Make yourself an ark of gopher wood. Make rooms in the ark and cover it ah, inside and outside with cover. Actually the word for pitches cover. Kafar. Or kapar. Or atonement. You know, the day of atonement is called Yom Kippur. Yom means day. Kippur means kafar. Yom Kippur means the day of atonement or the day of covering. So we, we agree with God by allowing Him to cover us and not covering ourselves. What does that mean? The word atonement can be divided into three parts. At, one, meant. That is atonement. No, nobody saw that before, no? AT plus ONE is at one. At one meant. That means to allow God to cover you means what? You should be at one with God. Ah. You should be at one with God not only on the outside, but also in the inside. That is the reason why. He who covers his sin will not prosper, but he who confesses and forsakes it will obtain what? Mercy. So you want covering from God? Don't hide your sin, but confess it. 
And don't just be an external Christian, but be an internal Christian. God has to not only cover us from the outside, otherwise we will become like whitewashed tombs. But inside what are we? We are full of dead bones and um, uncleanness, all kinds of uncleanness, Jesus says. So what, what should God do? He has to cover us both inside and outside. So what should a believer be sensitive to? He has to be sensitive to the sin in the heart. Got it? I'll show you an example. Turn with me to Job chapter 1. Verses 4 to 5. We looked at this several times. Once again we look at it. No problem. And his sons would go and feast in their houses, each one on his appointed day, and would send and invite their three sisters to eat and drink with them. So it was when the days of feasting had run their course, that Job would send and sanctify them. He would rise early in the morning and offer burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, it may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God where? In their hearts. Thus Job did how? Regularly. So if he is doing it for his sons and daughters, how much more should he be doing it for for himself? He cannot do it for his sons and daughters unless he's, he is sensitive about God. See, he knows God. You see, um, there are several pictures of the cross in the Bible. If you look at Deuteronomy, it says, Cursed is a man that hangs on a tree. And so Jesus is the one who hung on the tree. Okay, if you come to the book of uh, uh, Numbers, uh, the bronze serpent was uh, raised in the desert and that is essentially a symbol of the cross. Okay, and if you come to Leviticus, on the day of atonement, uh, the, the, the priest goes into the most holy place and he offers his blood and Jesus also, he took his own blood and he went into the most holy place in heaven and he offered his blood. That's the message of the cross. And if you come to Exodus, it is what? The Passover lamb. Now you come to Genesis. It's very interesting in Genesis chapter 22. Abraham is offering Isaac on the altar. On the first day he dies, in his, at least in his heart. On the third day he is risen from the dead. Now who is he offering Isaac for then? For what? For himself. For for his what? If you want to put it as a, in, in that picture. For his atonement, essentially. In other words, when Abraham was going to offer his Isaac on the altar, he was agreeing with God that he is what? A sinner. And he could have been a person who is sinning in his heart. See, that is a picture. It's a picture. And you know, that is the reason why after Abraham is stopped by the angel, angel of the Lord makes a very interesting statement. He says, Abraham, Abraham, withhold I showed from, uh, from, from your son. Now I know that few fear God. Why? It is a fear of the Lord that he keeps you from sinning. Therefore, what did Abraham have in his heart? He had a consciousness of sin. He has a dread of sin. And therefore, when God asked him to offer Isaac, he never even blinked an eye. You see, this is a picture. It's a picture of the cross. Understand this. He is at one with God. Understand, everybody? Therefore, therefore, if you turn with me to Proverbs chapter 16, verse 6, look at what it says. If you can put it in the NASB, it'll be great. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. 16.6. 
Fantastic. In mercy and truth, atonement is provided for iniquity. And therefore, and by the fear of the Lord, one departs from evil. You see that? How is atonement provided? It is by mercy and truth. Atonement is provided for iniquity. Verse 14 of the same chapter. Verse 14 of the same chapter. Hmm? As messengers of death is the king's wrath, but a wise man will, actually the word for us, atone it. (laughs) Who is the wise man? Jesus, who's, who's the king? God the Father. And the messengers of death he is sending is what? See, the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who uphold the sin in unrighteousness. Okay? Okay? So understand this. So when, when do we agree with God? We agree with God when we, we, we are one with Him in as far as we are concerned. We are not looking at our past record. We are not looking at how righteous we were. We are not even looking at how good we were yesterday. Even today, we don't rely on our own righteousness. It is a righteousness which comes from God and God alone. A man is justified by faith, what? Alone. 328 of Romans, don't have to turn there. Apart from the works of the law. What comes out is not works of of righteousness. Yes, there are works of righteousness. It is not works for righteousness. There is a difference. Huge difference. There are works of righteousness. There is a works of having a right standing with God. It is a work of having, agreeing with God and being one with God. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how good you were yesterday. Remember Isaiah goes to the temple. By the time he has written five chapters and he has pronounced woes on everybody. Except himself. Okay. And suddenly, if you turn with me to Isaiah chapter 6, verse uh, 3 onwards, and one cried to another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the posts of the door were shaken by the voice of him who cried out, and the house was filled with smoke. So I said, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips for my eyes have seen the king, the lord of hosts and suddenly, no, 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 Isaiah, you did well for such a long time, don't be depressed like that. You're a good man. You don't have to say all this. You know what the angel says? (laughs) And one of the seraphim flew to me having in his hand a life coal which he had taken from the tongs from the altar. And who's on the altar? Jesus is forever, what? Offering intercession for us. He took that from the tongs of the altar. And then what is what is the verse, verse 7 says? And he touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity has been taken. Your sin has been the word for atoned for, covered. Now you have become at one with God about yourself. I know, I also agree that you are a man of unclean lips. Isaiah, such a long time you are such a good man, Baba. You already prophesied five times. You see? God is, God is not trying to placate him. Yeah, I heard once man of, one man of God went to a particular church and he, was, he preached his heart out and he gave them the full gospel. The good, the bad and the ugly. And, you know, people were repenting and crying. And the pastor who invited him suddenly went to the, mouth, went to the mic and he said, uh, I come against every spirit of depression. In the name of Jesus, 
There's a depressing spirit which has taken over the church now and they're all crying. No, they're not being depressed. They're under conviction, not depression. You see? They're under conviction. You see? That means what is happening? They're agreeing with God. That is the reason why he who, what? Hides a sin will not prosper. He who confesses and forsakes it. See? If you turn with me to Romans chapter 3, let's see verse 4 and 5. Certainly not indeed. Let, let God be true, but every man a liar, as it is written, that you may be justified in your words and be overcome when you are judged. In other, in other words, you'll be correct when you judge me. And so when you are judging me, you know what actually confession and repentance is? You are agreeing with God about his opinion about you. That's what atonement means. What is atonement? You are at one with God in as far as his opinion about you is concerned. I am a man of unclean lips. How is he seeing? The way God is seeing him. That is repentance. That is being at one with God. And then what does God do? I agree. Thank God. Now we have agreed. That's exactly even what even Job. Finally he says, I have heard you with the hearing of my ears, but now mine eyes have seen you. I what? Abhor myself and I repent in what? Dust and ashes. That is what atonement is. You are at one with God. That means what is confession? You are agreeing with God in as far as his opinion about you is concerned. Okay. Therefore, if you confess, he is faithful and just to forgive you. Okay. Therefore, how do you agree with God? Hmm. How do you become at one with God? How do you make, ensure that you are on God's side and you are with God? By confessing his opinion about you. Okay. You got it? John 5, 44. John 12, 41 and 42. Mm-hmm. First 5.44, John 5.44. You know this verse very well, no? Every time I will mention this. How can you believe you who receive honor from one another and do not see the opinion that comes from the only God? That is what confession is. You are being what? One with God. Do not think that I shall accuse you to the Father. There is one who accuses you, even Moses in whom you trust. Now turn with me to John's Gospel chapter 12, verses 41 and 42 if I am right. Just check that verse, please. 1241. Ah, actually, yeah, 41, yeah. These things Isaiah said when he saw his glory and spoke of him. Yes, go on. Nevertheless, even among the rulers, many believed in him, but because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him, lest they should be (laughs) put out of the synagogue. They didn't want to confess him. You see, you see, you need to have both confession inside Ah, confession outside. Okay. Confession inside? Yeah, yeah, I'm a secret believer. What about confession outside? I'm not saying that everybody, don't misunderstand when I'm saying secret believers, okay? I remember, um, just giving you an example. Don't take it as doctrine. So there are certain times we have to be secret and only when God says you should come out. It doesn't, doesn't apply in, uh, uh, across all domains, okay? Uh, remember when uh, Nabil was, uh, became a secret believer. So he came to David and he said, uh, David, please baptize me. 
and i'm a believer now uh, david says uh, david nabil qureshi david wood okay is not david from the bible and not nabil from the bible okay just for those people who <laughs> who don't know the no, do not know the context and you know what nabil uh, david tells his uh, friend he says go and tell your parents now that you have become a believer no 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 he says if i tell my parents they will be heartbroken and i can't see their misery and he says if that is the case that i don't want to baptize you he says you are baptizing me on thursday come what may and he says okay fine i'll pray that your parents will come to know somehow and so everybody in the circle knows that nabil is going to get baptized on thursday and accidentally coincidentally his parents come to his hostel room when he's not around and the door is open and the computer is on what coincidence no and his parents just walk to the computer and they when the computer is open the chat is going on congratulations namil uh, hearty congratulations in advance on your baptism parents are reading all this comments from different different people this guy is not there and suddenly he comes into his into his room and he sees his, his parents parents look at him and he says what has happened to you have you become a believer and you see the change on their face and then he confesses to his parents yes i'm a believer now you know it's a painful story you can you can read it in seeking allah finding jesus a powerful powerful testimony of this man and he confesses to his parents he is no longer a secret believer he is out in the open yes yes i don't i not only confess him inside i also confess him outside there should therefore you should agree with god both inside and outside that is the reason why if men persecute you for what sake for righteousness sake what are you blessed are you if men call you all kinds of name for my sake rejoice and be exceedingly glad great is your reward in heaven it is no it is just not you have to agree with god in the inside a lot of people agree inside secretly hmm. okay they are good people don't harm others there are so many secret believers all around the world but slowly they are coming out okay they are slowly 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 they are taking a confession they are taking a stand they are taking the what is a they are counting the cost they are counting the cost and they are coming out in the open and saying you know what i am no longer this i'm declaring openly that i believe that jesus christ is the only only way to salvation i i'm not agreeing with god just in the inside i'm agreeing with god on the outside therefore what does god tell noah pitch inside and outside i am god's got that everybody what happens if you if you do not agree with god on both sides for example lot of people agree with god from the inside and don't agree with god on the outside that is a little understandable some people they agree with god outside only but inside no for such people you're open to demonic attack let me give you an example first samuel chapter 15 verse 24 onwards <clears throat> Then Saul said to Samuel, "I have sinned, for I have transgressed the commandment of the Lord and your words." Where is he agreeing? Outside, outside. Okay, because I feared the people and obeyed their voice. Now, therefore, please pardon my sin and return with me that I may worship the Lord. And then was, but Samuel said to the Lord, said to Saul, "I will not return with you, for you have rejected the word of the Lord 
a word of the Lord and your words because I f- oh sorry sorry uh, I have sinned for 27 bro 27 27 just show me 26. Yeah. But Samuel said to the Lord, I will not return with you for you have rejected the word of the Lord and the Lord has rejected you from being the king. So what has happened? You did not agree with the Lord. You were not with the Lord and therefore the Lord is not with you. And Samuel turned to go away. Saul seized the edge of his robe and he tore. So Saul, Samuel said to uh, him, the Lord has stolen the kingdom from Israel from you today and has given it to a neighbor of yours who is better than you also for the strength of Israel will not lie nor relent for he is not a man that he should relent and then what happens look at this but Samuel Saul kept on persisting 30 30 I have sinned yet what honor me now please where before the elders of my people and before Israel and return with me that I may worship the Lord your God where everything is still you know what it says? The spirit of the Lord departed from Saul and an an evil spirit from the Lord began began to torment him. And the spirit of the Lord came mightily on David. Defenses were gone. He's open to attack. You know why people do not have protection from demonic attack? Because they don't have Covering. Thank you so much. And what is covering? At one with God. At one with God. And that is the reason why he who dwells in the secret place of the that is El Elyon shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge. See? It is very straightforward. Look at one place in Luke's Gospel, chapter 13, verse 34 onwards. Luke's Gospel, chapter 13, verse 34. Okay. Look at this. Powerful verses. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, but you were not. Now look at this. You see, uh, whenever... Some people, you know, uh, are going to be mentored by somebody else. You know what they said? Take him under your uh, wings. That means you are the person who is covering him. Elisha was taken by Elijah under his wings. And he stayed that, stayed under that wings for a long time. Till Elijah was taken up. And when Elijah went, what came upon him? The spirit of Elijah came upon him. The covering continued. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And therefore he was absolutely confronting the powers of darkness. Otherwise what happens? You'll be open. Look at what it says in the next verse. Verse 35. Luke 13, 35. See your house is left to you. What? Desolate. It's gone. Covering is gone. Why do people have no protection? Because they are not under covering. And why are they not under covering? Because they are not at one with God. And what does it mean to be at one with God? You agree with God. You are, if you are on the Lord's side, the Lord is with you. Straightforward. I'll show you. Why is that? Hap- why does that happen? Turn with me to Matthew chapter 23, a parallel passage, and you will see the whole picture. 
verse 34 onwards to 34 to 39 therefore indeed i send you prophets like prophets wise men and scribes some of them you will kill and crucify and some of them you will scourge in your synagogues and persecute from city to city verse 35 onwards yeah go on go on that you that on you may come all the righteous blood shed on the earth from the blood of righteous abel to the blood of zechariah the son of barakai now this actually stuns me okay who is zechariah son of barakai these are the these are the this is a prophet who prophesied to those people who came back from babylon to jerusalem these people who were stirred by the spirit of god who left babylon came back to jerusalem to build the temple these people persecuted and killed zechariah also you see the spirit? That's something which you need to think about. Whom you murdered between the temple and the altar. Assuredly I say to you, all these will come upon this generation. Verse 39, verse 38, 37, sorry, 37. Yeah, read on. let's read on. 37, next verse. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together as hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not Willing, see your house is left to you desolate. Verse 39 will say, For I say to you, you shall see me no more until you say, Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. What has happened? Your covering is gone. Your covering is gone and you have been open to what? Demonic attack. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of the testimony and they did not love them. First, what is it? It's a covering. They are under the blood. That is the reason why we keep on confessing. I am under the blood of the Lamb. I am going to stay right under the blood. It's an act of will. That's a song, right? Okay. I am going to stay right under the blood. Where the devil can do me no harm. It is only there, under that covering, you have what? Protection from demonic attack. So how do you stay there? Don't kill the prophets. Don't stone the stones. Don't stone the people who, who come with, come to you with a prophetic word like Hanani. Came to Asa. Covering is gone. So what do they do? He does not seek the Lord. Whom does he seek? Physicians. And what do physicians give you? Medicine. Pharmacy. And what is pharmacy? I'm not against medicine because even as I was given, uh, asked by God to make that oh, nice uh, yeah, to cover that whatever. Yeah. So I'm not against that. I'm talking about whom do you trust in? See, your trust has gone. You know what? That's, it's interesting, right? Uh, when when, when uh, Joshua and uh, Caleb go to the promised land, he says, their defense has left them. They are open now. The covering is gone. Look at these fellows who are under covering. They couldn't see that. Okay. So what, what happens? So how do you how do you tackle this? How do you tackle this? I'll tell you something. First thing, never let okay, okay, let me um in other words, never never ever ever get offended by a prophetic word. When a prophetic word comes, agree with him. If you agree with God. You are at one with God. You are with the Lord. I'll show you. Jeremiah chapter 18. Let's read from verse 18 onwards. 18, 18. 18 to 23. Okay, let us see. Then they said, Come, let us devise plans against Jeremiah. (laughs) 
this poor fellow he what is 18 he talks about you know the potter and the clay and he gives this prophecy and they are so upset with him come let us devise plans against jeremiah hmm? for the law shall not perish from the priest nor counsel from the wise nor the word from the prophet come let us attack him with the tongue and let us not give heed to any of his words this is open defiance and look at what Jeremiah prays. Very powerful verse. Per prayers. Give heed to me, O Lord. And listen to the voice of those who contend with me. They are not contending with me. They are contending with, contending with you. And next verse. Shall evil be repaired for good? Bah, what, a, what a tremendous verse this is. What a tremendous verse. We will come to this several times. Okay. Today. At least twice. This particular passage. Shall evil be repaired for good? There are three categories of people. Those who repay good with evil. Hmm? Second category of people. Those who repay evil for evil, good for good. Say, when you good, do good to me, I will do good to you. You do be, you do evil to me, I will do evil to you. Third category of people. Ah, people who do good for evil. Now, where are we supposed to stand? Now, good for you. Okay, we are supposed to stand in the th third category. What happens if you don't stand on the f on this third category? Very simple. Be just put your uh, uh, now it's going to exercise for you. Okay, seventeen, seventeen. Anangana Proverbs Okay, Proverbs seventeen, verse thirteen. Proverbs seventeen, verse thirteen. Mm. Yeah, look at this. Whoever rewards evil for good, huh? evil will not depart from his house. Okay, keep this in your mind. Keep this in your mind, okay? Whoever rewards evil for good, evil will not depart from his house. Now let's go back to Jeremiah. <clears throat> keep that, keep that, keep that in your mind. Hmm? Then they said, come, okay, verse, verse, verse 20, okay? Verse 20. Hmm? Shall evil be repaired for good? For they have dug a pit for my life. Remember that I stood before you to speak what? Good for them. Ah, to turn away your wrath from them. You know, this is a powerful verse. You know, if you don't have to turn there, in Amos chapter 4, if I'm right, Amos sees this incredible judgment of locusts coming towards Israel. Okay. Okay. Amos sees locusts are coming to Israel to devour all the crop. And you know what God, What Amos does? Lord, please stop this, Lord. Please stop this, Lord. Please stop, Lord. Israel is not prepared for this locust, Lord. He starts praying to the Lord and you know what the Lord does? He stops the locusts. So who's saved now? Who's protected? Israel is protected. Do they know that the locusts are coming? No, they don't know. Do they know that Amos was standing on their in on their on their behalf and pleading with God, interceding for God? No. That is the reason why Pastor was telling yesterday. You know, intercession is the most thankless job. All thanks only in heaven. So what is happening? Literally the prophet, what is he doing? He's turning away the wrath of God from coming onto the people. He's interceding for the people. Verse 21. Therefore deliver up their children to the famine and pour out their blood by force of the sword. Let their wives become widows and beard of their children. Let their men be put to death. Their young men be slain by the sword in the battle. And verse, let, let a cry be heard, etc. Okay, verse 23. Yet Lord, you know all their counsel which is against me to slay me. Ah, look at this. Provide no atonement for their iniquity. Who's saying this? Prophet is saying. 
Why? Because they did not agree with the words of the prophet. Because they are not at one with the words of the prophet, God is saying, I am not going to be at one with you. Period. No atonement. This is open defiance. So what should you ask God? Lord, grant me a sensitive spirit so that when somebody comes and confronts me, what will I do? I will agree with you. Not agree with the person. Agree with you. You know where I find this principle? You say, brother, this is only in the Old Testament. No, it is in the New Testament also. Turn to James chapter 5. Yeah, you went to Peter, that is later, okay? Peter is later. No, James first. James chapter 5, verses 19 and 20. Should Brethren, if anyone among you wanders from the truth, huh, and someone turns him back, let him know that he who turns a sinner from the error of his way will save a soul from death and ah, cover a multitude of sins. To God be the glory. What is happening? Vijay, this is the trajectory you are taking. <laughs> if you continue on this trajectory, no more covering. Come back to this path. And you know what has happened? You have saved his soul from what? From wandering. That is the reason why there are so many people who have lost their covering because they have the spirit of Cain in them. What does, what does Cain become? He becomes a what? A vag- vagabond. A wanderer. And what is happening? His covering is gone. Now, point is this. Is it very ostensible to him? No. He's very successful in life. He's becoming very successful. He's becoming a fantastic engineer. Right? Musician. Building cities. Towns. Away from the presence of the Lord. But one day the flood is going to come. And he's going to finish off everybody who don't have a covering was not at one with God. <laughs> and for those people who is not at one with God, have no atonement. Simple. Understand? Okay. Open defense. Some people, it is called, this is active defense. There is another passive defense. I'll show you passive defense also. Ezekiel chapter 33. Verse 30. And an equivalent proverb. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So be ready with proverbs also. Verse 30 onwards. Okay. 30 onwards. As for you, son of man, the children of people are talking about you beside the walls and in the doors of the house. Are they talking against the prophet or for the prophet? Let us see. Okay. Uh, and they speak to one another, everyone saying to his brother, let us subscribe to his YouTube channel. Okay. In other words. Okay. Please come and hear what the word is that what the word is that which comes from the Lord. Huh? Subscribe to his YouTube channel. So they come to you as people do. They sit before you as my people. And they hear your words. But they what? Do not do them. It is what is called as passive defiance. For with their mouth they show much love. Okay. I told you no. Pitch inside and pitch outside. That fellow, no pitch inside, no pitch outside. That is open defense. At least he has hope. This guy, for their mouth they show much love, but their hearts pursue their own gain. 
in other words when they come to hear the word of the lord you know what they how they are receiving it how do i take this words to pursue my own gain okay if i give to the lord what will happen will the lord give me i heard colgate gave 90% to the lord so if i give 90% will the 10% be as long as, as large as what colgate has that is the equations that they have if i give what is there in for me is this is there an investment in this kingdom to pursue life in this side of eternity make yourselves with friends with unrighteous mammon so that when you go to the everlasting dwelling places what will happen they will give you a rich welcome okay. but they have their mind is set upon their own gain okay i followed you for so many years okay everybody forsook you i followed you what is there in it for me one on the left one on the left one on the right cabinet positions guaranteed i'm following you i'm following you baba i'm following you but i know i'm very smart i know you are god of all the universe okay that means some gain will be there some gain okay i'll send recommendation letter also from my mother did you see anybody with such zeal even among your disciples peter james john only you know three people and these are among the stalwarts they followed you wherever you go so any recommendation for them what are they doing pursuing their own gain it cuts my heart too i keep on asking why am i following the lord for my own gain so many times see the thing is that can you say a no to god see is to refuse the devil is one thing to refuse god is another thing is another level first level to refuse the devil who is that person who refuses the devil abraham bera comes to abraham take the money give me the souls that is the equation but what did what did abraham do he to whom did he refuse the devil the devil he refused bera he refused okay i am going to, i have raised my hand to god almighty i'm not even going to take a strap from your sandal even that lest you say that you have made abraham rich he refused the devil that is one level second can you refuse god god tells moses moses let's finish this loss i am going to make you an entire nation this promised land no the entire promised land is for you after all it says in the word amik shall inherit the earth and i and i find no other person who is meeker than you okay let's finish them off and what does moses say no to whom to god you know what he says what will happen to your name will you get with you will you get the glory if you finish these fellows off if you don't get the glory i don't want to take anything which not does not bring you glory even if it's from your hand what is he doing pursuing his own gain no what is this baba you know why moses is such a stalwart the law came through moses and the comparison is who jesus grace and truth came through jesus christ 
Moses was faithful in all the house as a servant. But Jesus as a son. What is this comparison? You know why? He had the heart of God. Never pursuing his own gain. Can we be like that? May the Lord grant us the grace to pursue. Not our own gain. What are they doing? They are saying, you know what? This prophet is speaking fantastic words. But in their heart, they are pursuing their own gain. Look at the next verse. Indeed, you are to them as a very lovely song. Or one who has a pleasant voice and can play well on an instrument. For they hear your words, but they do not do them. They do them as for, as long as there is what? Gain for them. And when they shall come to pass, surely it will come. Then they will know that there is a prophet. who is among. They are not agreeing with you. They are not at one with you. They are still pursuing their own gain. You see, one man of God gave me this example of Moses and, uh, you know, uh, I'm just giving you, these are all types. Okay, types. Who can say no to God? Can we say no to God? <laughs> no God, I don't want it now. Vijay, I need to, I want to give you a card. No Lord, I don't want it now. <laughs> I don't want it, okay, I don't want it now. Okay. Hey, if it is coming from God's hand, you should not refuse. Are No, 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 no Lord. No. I am not ready. <laughs> I know. Now, after having followed you for such a long time, I know my heart. A little better. Now is not the time for gain. It's amazing. Some people receive their dead. But some people, no. The world was not worthy of them. The Bible says. Okay. So, how do you become at one with God? By agreeing to the words of the prophet. By not just agreeing with them in word, but by doing them. Therefore, if any man looks at himself in the mirror and he just leaves, what has, what has happened to him? He has immediately forgotten what kind of a man he was. But, the one who looks at the mirror and he does them, says James, does them. Okay? Got it? So, how do you agree with God? By agreeing with the words of the prophet. Second, you agree with God by dying to self. That is what the next person works versus by not pursuing your own gain. Look at uh, James, uh, sorry, Luke's Gospel, chapter seven, verse twenty-nine and thirty. Twenty-nine and thirty. Uh, this was I was taught this in uh, Johnson's batch of uh, of of baptism. Johnson, Johnson, no, Johnson, Madhila. Okay, that batch. Okay, they got baptized. Okay, that during that time, the class of 2012, if I'm right. Okay, and I think we we got baptized in uh, OM, and pastor was talking about this. Look at what it says. And all the people heard him. Even the tax collectors, what did they do? Ah, they justified God. What are, what are they doing? In other words, ah, they are agreeing with God, <laughs> having been what. Baptized with the baptism of John, but the Pharisees and lawyers rejected the will of God for themselves, not having baptized with him. So how do you agree with God? By getting baptized. You are declaring that God is righteous. In other words, I should have died in your place. But 
you died now therefore i no longer live for myself i live for you that is the reason why romans chapter 6 let's read from verses 1 to 6 onwards romans chapter 6 verses 1 to 6 what shall we say then shall we continue to sin that grace may abound certainly not how shall we who died to sin live any longer in it or do you not know that as many of us have been baptized with into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death therefore we were buried with him with him actually other translations will use the word together with him through baptism into death and just as christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the father so we should also walk in the newness of life newness of life and was 5 and 6 for if we have been united together with him in the likeness of his death certainly we shall also be united with him in the likeness of his resurrection knowing that our old man was crucified with him that the body of sin might be done away with that we should no longer be slaves of sin that mean we cannot continue to sin anymore what is sinning in other in any time we choose our will above god's will we sin any time we do not walk by faith we sin okay some people are bent upon doing evil they bent upon their ways they're pursuing their own gain they can you cannot pursue your own gain i'll show you this verse turn with me to uh, uh, luke's gospel chapter 17 and verse number 12 17 12 sorry proverbs 17 verse 12 not luke proverbs 17 verse 12 proverbs 17 verse 12 let a man meet a bear robbed of her cubs rather than a fool in his folly niv choose and enter better to meet a bear robbed of her cubs than a fool in his folly nsb Okay. Let a man meet. Let a man meet a bear robbed of her cubs, rather than a fool bent upon his folly. Other one translation use use the word bent upon his folly. You know what that means? What does it mean to meet a bear robbed of her cubs? How does it respond? Okay, let me show you. Just imagine a bear has given birth to two young cubs. Below that, it is two are there, no? Two young are there. and somehow it has gone somewhere and has come back and it has found them missing and you just happened to pass that way okay you happened to pass that way what will the bear think you stole so what will it do attack you now look at this look at the problem now better to meet a bear which is about to kill you rather a fool hell bent on his folly what does it mean this guy is bent upon his evil and is not going to change and if you come in his way what is he going to do finish you finish you off in one example comes to my mind like that even if till i get my vengeance on the philistines nobody will touch any food okay suddenly what happens saul uh, jonathan sees some honey and he eats it 
And this guy, there's a block over there. So he makes an altar and he calls upon the Lord. Does the Lord answer him? No. So what does he do? Who's in the camp who sinned against the Lord? Even if it is my son, I will kill him. What is he? Hell bent on folly. And then you know what happens? He is after David. And one, he goes, uh, David goes to this town in Nob, in Obi. He takes Abimelech's sword. I mean, sorry, uh, Goliath's sword from, uh, from, in, from the presence of Abimelech. And what does Saul do? Pulls the entire town of the priest to death. What is he? Hell bent on folly. Where is David? He is not here. And Jonathan starts speaking for David. You know what Saul does? He takes a sphere and he throws it at Jonathan. What is he? He is about to kill even his own son. Why? Because he is hell bent on falling. Can you stop him? You can't. It is better to meet a bear than to meet this guy. That is a proverb. At least you can escape, yeah? Don't climb a tree because you can climb trees better than you, okay? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what is the uh, flight. Maybe only run. Because bears are heavy. Their inertia is huge. Therefore, maybe they're not as fast and as, as agile as uh, you could be. Okay. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, run for your life. Uh, but this guy? Okay. At least you can, you can escape. Yeah. Because maybe maybe that fool is much more intelligent than that bear. That is the reason why. Maybe. I don't know. You see, hell bent on his folly. Hell bent. Doesn't matter. You know, that is exactly what has happened to many people, no? You tell them, tell them, tell them, tell them, tell them. But they are bent. <laughs> they are hell bent on what folly? I mean, sometimes what incredible proverbs Solomon has. Just one, one, one line. Better to meet a grizzly robbed. I think it's MSG. Ah, message. Grizzly bear robbed of her cups than a fool hell bent on folly. You meet a fool which is hell bent on folly? Boss, you ought to be careful. We don't know when you will be finished. It's like the empire in a, in a, in a match who's standing opposite to Chris Gale. Okay. Because when Chris Gale is hitting sixes, nobody can escape. Their heads are targeted. Somebody says, no, I mean, it's like, you know, he hits shots with such power. So, so the ball, I mean, the guy who's in the, at the runner's end, end, right? The ball whizzes past his head like a, like a bullet. So he just has to do this. So one day when the empire said, Baba, don't do this, don't do this. Do this or this. And he asked his empire, why sir, why should I do this or this? Why should I go up and down or not, uh, go sideways like matrix? He said, if you do this or this, the ball might hit your helmet and hit my head. <laughs> okay. If you do this, at least the ball will hit the helmet and go somewhere else. Okay. So that's how Chris Gale, when he, if he's in full form and he's smashing sixes, every shot is like a bullet. Even the F- empires are afraid to stand in their, uh, in their stance to, to do empiring. Because if he thrashes the ball, if it stays hit, it's bye-bye baby. <laughs> okay, that's how he hits the ball. Okay, He is very, very, what do you call, complete. He's integer. No, it hits the ball right in the center of the <laughs> bat. He times it with such perfection and with such power, gone. 
Even if he mistimes it, it will be a sixth row six. Otherwise, it will be a twelfth row six. Okay. He uh, is like that. Uh, Chris Gale is like that. He is a smacker of the ball, of the cricket ball. I have never seen a guy who smacks the ball like him. Okay, people are scared to <laughs> be on the field when he is smacking the ball with such ferocity. Anyway, so that is what uh, we've taken a detour. Sorry, let's come back. So, first thing, agree with God. No longer continue to sin. Okay, no longer living for your own will. Live for the will of God. Look at this, let us look at another place. Turn with me to John chapter 15. How do you agree with God? How do you stay at one with God? John's Gospel 15, let's read from verse 1. Okay. <clears throat> I am the true wine, and my father is the wine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. As long as the branch is where? In me. Okay. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Ah. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. So straightforward. Unless you abide. That means without me you can do nothing. A believer, if he does anything without God, he either fails miserably or succeeds even more miserably. If At least if he fails, at least he can come back to God. If he succeeds, gone. Bye-bye, curtains for him. Unless you abide in me. And then go on. Hmm? I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. That is the reason why. Why do believers struggle at workplace? Everybody else is succeeding, you know, God has to teach you that process of pruning, purging. Without me, you can do nothing. You could be very intelligent. Like pastor was saying, no? You, your flesh could be... <laughs> they, are, they are fantastic in the flesh. They are not weak in the flesh. They are strong in the flesh. And they are succeeding left, right and center. But what about you? Okay. What does God do? Slowly breaks those... Uh, what do you say? Confidence in the flesh. We are the circumcision who worship God in the spirit, who rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. Okay. If anyone does not abide in me, what has happened to him? He is cast out as a branch and is withered. And you know, you don't know it actually. You know, there used to be a neem tree just opposite my home when I was where I was living a few years back. And after a particular uh, windstorm, what has happened was one branch broke. Like that. Okay. Green neem tree. Very green. This branch broke. And you should see after first day, how was it? Green. Second day, green. Third day, slowly, 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 the withering process started. It's very interesting that, that the, the branch was on the tree, <laughs> broken from the from the trunk on the tree, it's, it's as if it is connected to the tree, but it's still not taking the sap from the from the from the trunk, but it's absolutely dead. And you'll see that particular branch withered and gone, <coughs> whereas all the other branches green. You know why? Cut off. Cut off. 
If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are what? Burnt. Let's read on. You'll see all the entire context. If you abide in me, ah, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it will be done for you. First thing. So what is it to abide? It is to abide in his words. In his teaching. That is what is called covering. Teaching is covering. 6, 16, 17, 18. Romans. <coughs> Sorry. Do you not know that to whom you present yourselves slaves to obey, you are that one's, that one's slaves whom you obey, whether of sin leading to death or of obedience leading to righteousness? Verse 17. But God be thanked that though you were slaves of sin, you obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which you have been delivered to and having been set free from sin, you have become what? Slaves of righteousness. What has happened? You have come under the covering of the teaching. What is that? Teaching means what? You are agreeing with God. As long as you are agreeing with God, God is with you. If you are with him, he is with you as well. So if you read Jerusalem, what will happen? One man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho. What has happened? His covering is gone. Exactly, Shema. Covering is gone. If you leave the teaching, Jerusalem means teaching. A place of teaching. It's actually teaching of peace. Yara means teaching. Shalem means peace. A teaching which brings perfection. That's what it means. Shalom means peace. He keeps you in what? Perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. Okay, so Yara Shalem means a place of teaching which causes you to pursue completeness and perfection with God. And you leave Jerusalem and go down to Jericho, you will be robbed. And you will be open to demonic attack. And what does the enemy comes for? He comes for stealing, for killing and for destroying. And what does he steal? He steals your time. You know, yesterday some pastor was talking about something, no? You are, you are cap, you are, you are people who are actually prisoners of time. And when you go on to the other side, you will enter into eternity, which is timelessness. And I don't know how do we measure that? Because here, how we measure everything in terms of time, no? Today, I have this much of water. After a while, I drink it. After a while, I drink it. And then I measure. It has reduced or it has increased or it has remained the same. How do you measure in eternity? I don't know. You should have more than this or less than this, less than this time. I am more wiser today than I was few years back. Everything is measured in terms of time, right? I was more knowledgeable today than I was before. Okay. I'm more fatter today than I was before. Okay, it's what we call as autocorrelation, no? Okay. <laughs> we, we, we can do autocorrelation, etc. But you know what? The problem is, how do you do autocorrelation there in place where there is no time? That is something which I cannot even comprehend. Just, just can't bring it to my mind because my, I cannot even think. It's crazy domain we are getting into, you know? It's unbelievable. Hmm? That there is a process. I mean, at least every, anything we measure... You measure in terms of, okay, I was not, I was not very good today. I'm good. Yeah, yesterday, today, and tomorrow. That's how it is for our lives. Is yesterday, today, and tomorrow. 
and when you go into eternity yesterday today and tomorrow how we how are we going to i mean, I mean it's, it's it's a scary thought sometimes it 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 gives me this it scares me this way i'll tell you why it scares me god has given us time to grow in maturity and in in eternity god never changes jesus christ is the same yesterday today and forever he never changes so the moment we enter into eternity ah oh, you also don't change that means whatever level of maturity that you have acquired on this side of eternity will be permanent that is a scary thought i mean this is my understanding of time i could be wrong because i'm after all a guy who studied signals and systems but uh, <laughs> this is my understanding of time so if we are going to stay like this forever if jesus christ is the same yesterday today forever because he's outside time now he never changes and when we enter, enter into eternity we also never change that means all change is possible only on this side of eternity and if that is a case if that is a case what if we don't reach the perfection that god has asked us to reach what will happen is it an option is it an option do you have a plan b avinash therefore it says leaving the elementary principles let us what press on to perfection what does it say the testing of your faith produces patience and let patience have its complete work so that you may be complete and entire wanting nothing so that you when you enter into eternity that you will want nothing basically you'll be st- same forever and paul already reached that point he says now to be absent with the lord to be is to be present with the absent in the body is to be present with the lord he is like he is so sure now that he has reached that point of completeness maturity that is a scary thought okay so what does jerusalem mean a teaching which propels you to be complete you know what in actually the word in telugu is anunangulu anunangulu means people who are not handicapped those are people who are complete hmm sorry i've taken off okay airplane mode <laughs> you see that they're not complete anulangalo means their minds their hands are not complete their digits are not complete spiritually they're not complete or they're still uh, in the same class grade 5 in the last 15 years think about this so that, that is the reason why jerusalem means the place where you are what exhorted to press on to what completion and perfection and we are taught that patience have its perfect where where count it all joy when you go through what trials trials of a different kind is a trial god let me not have any trials you don't have any trials you will reach fantastically incomplete <laughs> in eternity understand so don't leave the place of teaching and if you leave jerusalem what happens you will be open to demonic attack that's exactly what uh, i think luke's gospel chapter 19 or something i don't know um, i don't remember it's 18 or 19 yeah don't have to turn there all right let's go back to john's gospel chapter chapter 15 now verse 
8 we finished. Oh, seven, verse, verse 7. Yeah, verse 7. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples by abiding in me. And go on. Verse 9. As a father loved me, I also have loved you. Second you should do is abide in my love. Where should you abide? Abide in my love. Abide in my love. What does that mean? You know, how do we agree with God? By forgiving others. What did I say? Forgiving others. Colossians chapter 3, verse 12 and 13. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, and verse 13, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against his brother, even as Christ forgave you, so also you must do. You know, actually the word in must, must is in italics, meaning it's not there in the original translation, but I agree here with, okay, with the translation. Must do. 432, Ephesians. Look at how it says. How did this forgiveness come to us? And be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even uh, God in Christ forgave you. So how do you agree with God? By forgiving others. I should have paid the price. You paid for me. I agree with I agree with you. So what should I do now? Forgive others. Let's show you. Matthew chapter 18, verses 21 and 23. 21 to 23 and 32 onwards. 18, 21 to 23 first. You know this verse very well. Then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to 70 times, 7 times 7. Jesus said, I do not say to you up to 7 times 7, but up to 70 times 7. And then, therefore the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. What does it mean? He wanted to do what we call as tally. What is tallying means? Agree at one with one another. I'm going to learn it from Samino. Okay. How to do accounting. I hope I will keep my account straight with God. And when he had begun to settle accounts, one was brought to him who owed him how many? 10,000 talents. And what has happened? But as he was not able to pay, his master commanded that he be sold and his wife and children, all that he had, and that payment be made. And the servant said, fell on his face and said, Master, have patience with me. I will pay you all. And master forgive him. Now tell me who who paid for the master for for the for the servant? Master paid because there's nothing called free. Somebody has to balance the account. Okay, there's nothing like free lunch. Okay, drinks on the house. Kamatlab kya hai? Somebody is paying for it. Okay, food on the house. Somebody is paying for it. You are covered because somebody else is paying for it. I have covered you. Okay, yes, you agree. I will pay you all. That means you have to pay all. If you don't pay all, our accounts will not be settled. So what what does God do? He forgives him. And what happens to this fellow? 32 to 34. 
he doesn't forgive the other guy. Remember that? Hmm. So when his fellow servants saw that he had, what had been done, they were grieved and came and told master all that had been done. Then his master, after he had called him, said to him, you wicked servant, I forgave, it, forgave you all the debt, debt because you begged me. Should you not also have compassion on your fellow servant just as I had pity on you? The Lord and his master was angry and delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all. That was dear. Why was he open to demonic attack? Because his covering is gone. Covering is gone. That is the reason why. Now let's go back to Proverbs 17.13. Proverbs 17.13. Okay. 17.13. Proverbs. We looked at it already. Hmm? Whoever rewards evil for good. <laughs> now you understand? Evil will not depart from his house. Right? I showed you good, right? I showed you kindness. Did you forgive him? No. What should you have done? Should have good. Should, should have shown good. And should, you should have forgiven him. But you didn't. Now what will happen? Evil will not depart from your house. Your house is left to you what? Desolate. Covering is gone. All the attacks people have in their bodies and in their minds. Somebody said bitterness is poison. You drink and you want your enemy to die. What are, who's drinking the poison? You are drinking. Whom are you wanting to die? Your enemy. How is it possible? Impossible. That is the reason why John Jeremiah says, How long will you harbor what evil thoughts inside of you? How long will you lodge evil thoughts inside of you? Forgive. How should you forgive? You should forgive from your heart. Do not hold anything against anybody. Don't owe any man anything except the debt of love. There is a debt of love. Okay. That is the reason why Paul says, I am obligated, he says. I am under obligation to the who? To the Jews and to the Greeks. To the wise and to the barbarians. And as much as in me is, I am ready to preach to the gospel to those who are in Rome also. For I am not ashamed of the gospel. Right? It is a power of God. It is an act of love that I am preaching. What I am doing is an act of love. I love you so much. That is the reason when Agrippa says, Paul, Festus or Agrippa? Agrippa? Agrippa says, Paul, much learning has made you mad. And he says, no, no, no. I am not mad. You have persuaded me to become a Christian so early. And he says, not only you, Agrippa, everybody who is hearing my voice, I am believing and hoping that everybody who hears my words, just as I am accepting these chains, you will also be like the same. Except in these chains. Except these chains. That is the reason why it says love keeps no record of wrongs. wrongs. It's over. There's no time, by the way. Okay. There is no time. Can two walk together unless they are agreed? In other words, you cannot walk with God if you don't agree with Him. When will you not agree with Him? If you don't forgive others. As he has forgiven you. That is the reason why. Blessed are the merciful. For they shall obtain mercy. Okay. Let's turn to First Peter chapter 4. Verse 7 and 8. Look at what it says. 7 and 8. Chapter 4. Verse 7 and 8. 
but the end of all things is at hand everybody everybody okay end of all things is at hand that's what pastor was telling when he was leaving the church office he was telling us no he says either the end is already here or god is doing something so we should all be prepared <laughs> for any eventuality and the end of all things is at hand therefore be serious and watchful in your prayers and oh boy above all things meaning the most important thing that you need to do have fervent love for one another for love ah covers a multitude of sins you look this is what he's talking about just as Christ, God and Christ Jesus forgive, do not keep this, not worth it. Time is at hand. Above all things, have fervent love. Otherwise, you know what will happen? You will lose your covering. And you will be prone to every kind of attack. You know why? Because you are not at one with God. You know what is being at one with God? <laughs> you are agreeing with Him, Lord. I should have died in your place. You forgave me all my sin. And therefore, what will I do? I will also forgive everybody all their sin. That's exactly what Stephen does. You know, when he stands up, when he, when he, when he's being stoned. I mean, can you imagine those stones are hitting his head? He looks at the heavens and he says, I see the heavens open. And I see the son of man who's seated, not, not seated anymore at the right hand of the father. He's standing up at the right hand of the father. He's receiving his spirit now. And he says, Lord, do not lay this charge against them. And he's taken up. It's interesting, if you read the book of Acts, there was a certain, there was a time of peace in Jerusalem and the gospel spread throughout all. Why was there such a time of peace? You should, you should, you should, you should see this very interesting connection over there. There was a time of peace and the gospel spread. You know why there was a time of peace? I actually think it's, it's found in Acts chapter 13, uh, if I'm right. Let me see. Yeah, it is Acts chapter 13. Is that right? Yes, just a minute. A uh, nine thirty-one, yeah, nine, yeah, yeah. Sorry, nine thirty-one, nine thirty-one, not thirteen, nine thirty-one. Yeah. Then the churches throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria had peace and were edified. Why? How did they? How were they edified? Why did they have a time of peace? Who got converted in Acts chapter nine? Paul. What was Paul doing? Going from house to house, from city to city and persecuting everybody. Right? And now he got converted. And what happened? There's a time of peace. Before that, what was happening? Exactly after the martyrdom of Stephen, there's an intense persecution that happens and everybody scattered. There was a great persecution, it says, in Acts chapter 8, if I'm right, or 7. And Philip goes to Samaria and starts preaching the gospel. And only the apostles are left in, left in Samaria. Now, what has happened between Acts chapter 7 and Acts chapter 9? And suddenly there is peace? One guy, who is actually the reason for causing all this trouble, has been converted by God. And how has that guy converted by God? Because he saw one guy saying, Lord, do not let this charge against him, against them. And after that, what is this, Baba? What is this? What is this? What is this? Paul, 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 it is hard for you to kick against the gods. And oh, his zeal has even more increased. I am going to prove to God that I am not as bad as I think. 
I'm going to show my zeal to God. And then one day, God confronts himself. Saul, <laughs> Saul, what are you doing? Why are you persecuting me? A time of peace. You know why? There was a martyr who refused to hold unforgiveness. Um, it's amazing how Stephen is introduced. A man full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, it says. Find out men who are a man full of Holy Spirit and wisdom. And then it says, a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit. The three things about Solom, about Stephen. He was a man full of wisdom. He was a man full of faith. And he was a man full of the Holy Spirit. Three things. Actually, we start from the first. He was man full of Holy Spirit, and therefore is a man full of faith, and there was a, therefore he was a man full of wisdom. And what is the wisdom of God? Wisdom of God to forgive, to forgive. That is the wisdom of God. The cross is the wisdom of God. Okay. The cross is the wisdom of God. The world, by God's wisdom, did not know God. Had the principalities and powers of darkness known, they would not have crucified the Lord of Glory. And what did he do? He disarmed all the principalities and powers of darkness. Made them a public spectacle. Nailing them on the cross. You know why? Because even on the cross he refused to have any resentment in his heart. He says, Lord, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. And therefore he was covered. And into your hands I covered my spirit. He was in total agreement with God because he had to die for man's sin. He had to. If atonement has to be made, he has to die. You know what, therefore, you know what uh, Corinthians says? He who did not know sin became sin for us so that through him we might become the righteousness of God in him. In him. He agreed with God for us. Therefore, what should we do? What should we, do? we agree with him. Become one with him. And how do we do? By extending what? Forgiveness. Why? The time is at hand. Do you think there is time for you to count all the sins that your brother has done against you? And if he starts counting the number of sins that you did against him, there is no time for all that. Cover. Forgive. Let go. Yesterday, Pastor Stiles was praying so powerfully. Lord, grant us the grace to let go, Lord. Let go. There's no time for holding any resentment and anger and bitterness against anyone. There's no time. Time is at hand. Therefore, be watchful. The end of all. And he says, above all, have what kind of love? Have fervent love one for another. You know why? Because love covers a multitude of sins. Therefore, what should we do? In order to agree with God, we forgive others. Three things we looked at. In order, in order to agree with God, we confess. <laughs> Second, we believe in our baptism. Okay, we believe in our baptism. We stay under teaching. And fourth thing, we forgive others. Forgive others. Grant us a grace, Lord. Forgive. Forgive. Okay. That's what is called as year of jubilee. Remember? Suddenly, you know, the bond servant comes to him, and he says, uh, "Please give me some money." And you know what he says? The year of Jubilee is coming. And you know what he calls them? He who withholds from helping his brother because the year of Jubilee is very near. You know what God calls him? Son of Belial. If there be any one of you among this as a, as a son of Belial who sees the 
uh, year of jubilee coming and withholds from helping his brother because now I have to forgive his debt. It's only one year left. Next year I have to forgive all the debts. And he withholds from helping his brother. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. I will bless you. Okay, you give it give it to him on the sixth year, Baba. Next year you'll get double the benefits, like the way the other people get. They only invested for six years. You invested only for one year. You will get the same benefits as they those people also got. Interesting. God has got very good equations. We are not smart. Hmm? So what does he do? Philemon chapter one, only one, one chapter. Verse eight onwards. Let's read this and we'll stop. Therefore, though I might be very bold in Christ to command you what is fitting, what am I doing? Yet for love's sakes, I rather appeal to you. I don't want to twist your hand because I'm the apostle. That is Paul's authority. Being such a one as Paul, the aged, the old man, now also a prisoner of Jesus Christ, I appeal to you for my son Onesimus whom I have begotten while in my chains. Bah, this guy is, you get chained to Paul, you should get converted or go to hell. Only two things happen, okay? Only binary. <laughs> it's like <laughs> 11. Who once was unprofitable to you, but now is profitable to you and to me. And then go on. I am sending him back to you. Therefore receive him. That is my own heart. Okay, next verse. Whom I wish to keep with me, that on your behalf he might minister to me in my chains for the gospel. Look at what, what Paul, Paul is not like a, he is very, 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 what do you say? He's got ethics and, and, and he's got, uh, he's, he's got real, real manners. Okay, manners. Okay. But without your consent, I wanted to do nothing. Can you imagine this guy? That your good deed may not be by compulsion as it were, but what? Voluntary. How should you forgive? From your heart. For perhaps he departed for a while for the, for this purpose that you might receive him for Ever, no longer as a slave, but more than a slave, as a beloved brother, especially to me, but how much more to you, both in flesh and in the Lord. Okay. If then you count me as a partner, receive him as you would me. In other words, if I come to your house, how will you receive me? Pah, full biryani you will give me. Full nice four course meal. You will treat me as if God has come. Can you do it for this fellow? That is the reason why, you know what Paul Jesus says, when you are inviting people to your home, don't call those people who are rich and wealthy. Because if you call them, they will also call you and they will give you better than better food than you give them. But you know, call those people who cannot give you. But if he has wronged you or owes anything to you, what should you do? Put it in my, on my account. And in his account is full of balance only. Huh? I, Paul, am writing with my own hand. I will repay. Not to mention to you that you owe me even your own selves besides. In other words, your bank account belongs to me, basically. <laughs> okay. Your bank account belongs to me. A lot of people don't understand that. They are thinking that they are giving to church. Yeah. Okay. If I have to put it very bluntly, I would have said this even if I was not a pastor. And I was working in my full-time job. Whatever I was earning belongs to whom? Belongs to God. And therefore belongs to the church. Simple. That's it. Over. Equation over. 
that is the reason why they got all their and put it at the apostles feet thank you peter you see we are all thinking on the same lines they put it at the apostles feet and one fellow <laughs> he tried to be very smart <laughs> he tried to take one part of it and put it somewhere and he said ananias what are you trying to do lying to the holy spirit lying to the holy spirit immediately they were judged paul is saying your bank account belongs to me baba yes brother let me have a joy from you in the lord refresh my heart in the lord in other words god says see your bank account belongs to me but you still have the autonomy how to spend it but if you spend it for me it's good for you having confidence in your obedience i write to you knowing that you will do even what more than i say that is the reason why we have been given this promise you know what do not spare how should you not spare forgive like crazy that is how you stretch and start giving like crazy stretch incrementally at least start with 10% more this this month you will see how the lord will come so even see let me tell you something no immediately you will not get uh, gains and benefits okay because today you don't sow and tomorrow you don't uh, reap okay that that is not uh, possible okay and we are not like jesus who has got the miracle of multiplying uh, uh, instantaneously 5 into uh, 5000 no it's not possible no it is slow sowing and reaping there is a time for the harvest therefore stretch stretch your giving stretch your loving stretch your forgiving you know what to forgive you have to for what give <laughs> see you know what it costs more to forgive than to give money but that's okay we'll have your money okay <laughs> but meanwhile also i prepare a guest room for me for i mean but meanwhile also prepare a guest room for me for i trust that through your prayers i shall be look at this guys i shall be granted to you what do you have paul what authority do you have paul has got mysteries uh, let me tell you something i'll give you i'll give you a picture he's called the steward of the mysteries of god what is he called steward of the mysteries of god now in other words if there is a bank full of money and he is a steward of the bank ka matlab kya hai tijori ka chabi kiske paas hai the 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 keys are with the steward and he can open take the money and give it now just imagine a bank full of the revelations of god who's a steward for that paul so if you want a revelation i'll open my bank account get one take one revelation and i will give it to you so what is the, when when paul is being invited to onesimus i'm mean, sorry philemon's house i am granting myself matlab i am getting all my revelation baba do you value this i am the steward of the mysteries of god do you value this forgive for onesimus sick forgive receive him as you would receive me that's exactly what happened to shimia right servants ran after 3 years why do servants run servants run <laughs> i mean I, i not that i i'm very uh, get not that we agree with all words what all the servants do my, my servant irritates me sometime 
Okay. She just takes off holidays without even informing. Okay. Hope, hoping that automatically everything will just fall into place. But, you know, we just extend mercy. But, you know what? I keep on telling myself, no, Lord, I will never, you know, hold anything against her. Because the way you showed me mercy, I'll show. And you know what? Long, the longest servant that we had in the last four years is the servant. She's very good. And you know what she says? I like you all Christmas people. That's what she says. And she has chosen all her employers, Christmas people only. Because all other people will ask them to work for seven days in a week. And what do Christmas people do? Ah, take back on Sunday. And pay for you also that. That that, that day also is paid. And they'll keep incrementally increasing your salary also. That is the testimony she has about us. Do you want to destroy the testament? No, Lord. No. You see? She says, my, all my employers are Christmas people. She says. I thought it was so cute. And she may have what? Runs. I don't want to be with this Christmas fellow. <laughs> and what does she may do? How dare he runs from me. And he leaves the covering. And what happens to him? Oh. What do you think the Lord was with Joseph? All his brothers come to him and say, please forgive us. And he says, you know what? Am I in the place of God? Am I in the place of God? And he refuses to take vengeance into his own hands. And he what? Forgives, not only forgives them, he takes care of them. And I think he dies Earlier than many, some of them actually, I think. I don't know. If the, the, if the narrative is, if you have to read through, read into the narrative. Maybe Benjamin is still alive, I'm not sure. And he dies. And he says, take my bones after you depart from this place. He forgives. Am I in the place of God? You meant it for harm, but God turned it around for, and therefore the Lord was with. Why was Lord Lord with Joseph? He was with God. And therefore we come back to Second Chronicles chapter 15 verses 1 and 2 today. 15 verses 1 and 2. Yeah. And we'll stop. Second Chronicles 15, 15, 1 and 2. That's it. Okay. Now the Spirit of God came upon Azariah, the son of Oded. And he went out to meet Asa and said to him, Hear me, Asa, in all Judah, and Benjamin, the Lord is with you while you are with him. If you seek him, he will be fond of you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. So how do we forsake him? By not forgiving and running away. <laughs> the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, have fervent love for one another. <coughs> and perfect love casts out all fear and love covers a multitude of sins. And when you cover other people's sins, you know what God does? He will cover your sins. Okay. What is covering? You are at one with God. Today, today that's the title. At one with God. Okay. That is atonement. You have a totally different understanding of atonement today. What is having peace with God and peace with man? This is what it means. I agree with God 100%. 
at one with God. Let's pray. Thank you, Father, for this day. Continue to burn your word into the deepmost parts of our inner man and cause us to walk in your ways. We thank you, Lord, for this time. We praise you. We worship you. In Jesus' name, Amen.